Wayne, it's always a pleasure to chat to Michael Roberts, the CEO of the WA Football Commission. Normally football dies down a bit at this time of year, but a significant development yesterday in the Eastern Mountain Football Club and their total player payments breach in 2022. They've been found guilty, Eastern Mountain. They've been handed a four-point uh, premiership point penalty for 2024. They'll start on negative four. A $10,000 fine and five recruitment points. Michael Roberts uh, oversees things as CEO at the WA Football Commission. He's been good enough to join us this morning. Michael, thanks for your time. Morning, Jacob. Morning, Wayne. It's a it's a big decision, and I guess the question on everybody's mind is that South Mantle earlier in the year were handed an eight-point premiership point deduction that put them in a pretty tough spot heading into this season. What was different about East Mantle's breach compared to South Mantle's that saw differing uh, results as far as penalties are concerned? Oh, I think, look, for a start, that each club audit's undertaken and assessed individually, so the Commission um, assessed the information provided by the independent auditor. Um, the clubs then get the opportunity to respond and then the guide uh, of penalties, which is listed in the rules, is, is used to determine uh, what penalties are actually handed down. I think um, the Commission were, were quite clear that uh, there were probably three categories of breaches with, with East Fremantle, with the most significant being uh, overpayment post-season of um, superannuation. Um, and that, that occurred by... A, a new bookkeeper who's external to the club coming in and making a payment in an incorrect way. So the majority of players wouldn't have even known that uh, they received extra payment. Um, it was post-season and uh, they're, you know, they're not going to be able to access that money for a number of years, most of them. Um, and I, I think it was just felt that uh, that was a genuine administrative error that uh, didn't actually provide any benefit to the club. It was post-season um, and, and probably that's why um, it's slightly different. So you're of the belief that Eastern Mantle didn't willingly or deliberately look to exploit any rules or manipulate anything within the total player payments for 2022? Not for that matter. Um, there, there were two other issues. There was a, um, a signing um, fee that was paid to a player, um, which wasn't included in the um, cap, and then there were some match day awards that were uh, handed out to players, uh, I guess, in a manner that the Football Commission felt just wasn't uh, in the spirit. Of, uh, of what the TPP is about and, and should have been declared um, as part of uh, player benefits. Uh, do, you, do you think any of those breaches helped Eason Mantle gain an advantage in 2023 in any way, shape or form? Uh, no, not, not, it didn't carry over. Um, those uh, areas those are able, they're quite easily able to be checked to see whether a club or the club was continuing on with them, paying um, extra or paying um, superannuation in an incorrect manner or paying um, awards to players. And uh, we're comfortable that uh, the club uh, addressed those errors and uh, none of those would have impacted uh, or provided them any benefit in 2023. The fine, what was the, the, the fine amount? $10,000. $10,000, yes. Okay. No, and that's... Um, what? The other thing, I, I, the, hang on, I've lost my train of thought. Um, Jacob, I'll let you go. Sorry. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the penalty is concerned, I guess the, the main point, and I'll go back to where we started, was that South Amantle were, were handed a significant fine and, and the eight premiership points. To South Amantle fans, was, reflecting on that punishment, was that harsh or is that, is that a, a bigger breach than what East Amantle have uh, been found guilty of here, Michael? Yeah, as I said, it's hard to compare, but um, with the South Fremantle case, it was a, a player that was paid a uh, an amount of money outside law that wasn't declared in the cap for coaching services. Um, that the player in our rules didn't actually qualify to be paid um, or to 
to be qualified as to considered as a coach. So you've got one breach of there, which is he wasn't actually qualified to be a coach, mm. and second, you've paid him um, outside of the cap. So definitely, they've, they've uh, in, in the commission's mind, there was a an advantage there that uh, they effectively had an extra player um, that was sitting outside of the cap. So that's where, where there's um, there's differences between the two. The the audit, um, when you audit the the process, is it? Only a few clubs that are ordered each year, um, and is it that something you've got to look at that you say, well, okay, we've we've got to order them every year. We've had two and two, three, two, two and three years. Yeah, look, it is. Um, so just to be clear, over the last two years, we've ordered at seven clubs. Right. Um, so five five of the clubs came through, um, no problems. The two Fremantle clubs were the, were the ones, but um, traditionally we used to only um, audit the grand finalists. And I think that was going back a couple of years. And then we uh, we, we have one independent auditor who does this for us. Um, he's a, an old uh, forensics um, accountant who, who goes through the, the books. And um, he uh, his time is is challenging for us to be able to to um, use do multiple because if something does pop up, then you know all of his attention needs to go into the one area. So we'll keep doing um, sort of three to four if we can. Um, I think we've got a, probably a couple of clubs that haven't been audited for a few years um, that will be uh, definitely done in 2024 and then we'll probably pick another one or two if we can. Are you comfortable with the governance of Waffle Clubs and doing this diligently, Michael, that we won't see errors like this from a, a football club pop up again? Oh, look, you're always hopeful. that, um, And I do believe that potentially this East Fremantle um, issue might have been a bit of a lag from... Um, the, the the findings from from South Fremantle. I think we've we've gone a bit harder. We've, we've got a real focus on improving club governance um, and, and bringing it into to modern day. And, and we do realise that, that the clubs are run quite leanly. But um, you know our, our TPP rules really are quite simple if, if you look at them as an overarching rule. And it's if, if any payment or benefits made to a player, then it either needs to be in the TPP or submitted to us for review for assessment for. A, uh, exclusion. So we just want to make sure that clubs um, understand that simple rule and, and then we can start getting you, you know, into the more detail after that. But uh, I, I do believe that uh, the clubs that are improving, um, I think some clubs you know, have, have not had an issue uh, and the way that they're managed, they won't have an issue because they're, they're really well structured um, in terms of their practices and how they, they manage this. So we just need to make sure that everyone's doing that, that same quality level. You mentioned there that clubs have to uh, apply for certain things to fall outside of the total player payments. Do you get many of those that come across your desk at the Football Commission, Michael, in a season or outside of a season? Yeah, the, the, the Waffle Ops guys um, do a great job in, in working with the clubs and um, you know the footy managers do a great job as well and um, the, the sorts of things, you, you get some relocation costs that, that are able to be excluded Um Usually, match day awards to a certain degree are allowed to be if we're told about them. Uh, medical expenses for injuries that are caused during games, those sorts of things can all be excluded out of out of um, the TPP. We just need to be made aware of it um, and, and have a discussion with the club to uh, adjudicate whether it can or can't. Michael Roberts is our guest, CEO of the WA Football Commission. East Mantle handed their penalty for a breach of total player payments in 2022, $10,000 fine, four premiership points and five recruitment points for 2024. Uh, I guess the broader topic, Michael, here is that should clubs have more money to spend 
uh, as part of total player payments or part of uh, a salary cap moving forward. Is that something you need to look at? Yeah, we actually look at it every year. I think we we um, probably still aren't at the level of where we were pre-COVID. Um, I think it's important that um, the players are remunerated. Um, they're, they're our... They're our asset, they're our show, um, and we just need to get to a sustainable model where we can, um, you know, afford to pay everyone. Uh, we've now got the, the women that are um, we, we're talking about getting them some remuneration as well. So collectively, uh, yeah, it's, it's part of the bigger picture on how we can actually get more money um, into the players' hands. Michael, where does it sit where I, we get a player to a club and, you know, you can put them career-wise into a jobs and that. Where, where does that sit in the salary cap? Does that uh, something that you've got to be aware of? Yeah, so clubs have to apply. If they're packaging up or offering employment as part of a package, um, we need to be aware of it. And, and it's probably just to ensure that you know the, the players are suitable for the job, um, yeah. that the, 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 they've actually got the skills, um, that the job's just not a, a made-up job. Um, just for the purpose of, of the player. Potentially it's an existing role. Um, and then the, the pay rate that they're being paid is, is um, within the reasonable standard of what someone doing that, uh, undertaking that work would be paid. So anyone that uh, has a, has a uh, job linked into their, um, their package, uh, yeah, that definitely needs to be approved and, and run past that. So if it's a genuine career move for them as well, that doesn't go into the salary cap? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's outside. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, uh, we we wonder now whether um, Eastman will appeal. Have you had anything come across your desk, or have Eastman accepted the findings and the punishment? Yeah, I think they've accepted it. They they put out a release um, yesterday, following saying, you know, obviously they're disappointed. They think the four points is harsh, um, but uh, they will accept that and, and move on. So we're expecting that uh, there won't be any appeal. And um, the hope is that you won't have any circumstances like these. Moving forward, have Eastmantle been audited? Did you audit them for this year as well as part of this process, or is that something yet to be undertaken? No, it's yet to be undertaken, and, and that uh, the the club's audit or financial period is is one that sort of challenges us a little bit in terms of when we do them, because some we have to audit their their um, final figures, and, and some of the clubs don't actually release their final figures until February uh, when they have their annual general meeting. So, um, ideally, you'd love to be doing a lot of these things. Um, in the off season, and and not having such a lag or not having a carryover, the sort of finals period like this one was. But uh, yeah, we uh, we have to wait until all clubs have finished the financial year, which um, for for football clubs and ourselves is the last days today. Mm. Um, and uh, then yeah, the process of, of um, financial auditing for regular um, general meetings etc. starts now. So um, our process can only really start in sort of early next year for clubs, which is uh, a bit of a nuisance. Michael, finally, and thank you for your time, if a club was to be found guilty of breaching the total player payments in a year that that club won the Premiership, would there have to be a serious discussion around whether the club kept that Premiership? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, if if a club is perceived to... um, Well, if they exceed the TPP, their perception is that they've gained a benefit. Um, whether it's uh, you know material or not, um, and you would have to look at their um, the performance of, of of what they were able to achieve. And um, I think it was raised last year when 
we had the same issue with South Fremantle. Um, fortunately, we, we haven't had that situation yet and uh, we hope that uh, we don't have it moving into the future. Let's hope not. Michael, thanks for your time. Now, it's been a busy year for you and football does start to slow down now, but before we know it, it'll be 2024 and a, a new season of men and women's football will be upon us. Thanks for your time as always. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Wayne. That's Michael Roberts, the CEO of the WA Football Commission.